Joel chapter 2, and we're going to look at verse uh, 25. Joel chapter 2 and verse 25, we're talking about, we have just begun a new series on restoration, that God is a restorer. This is our theme uh, verse in scripture. So verse 25 says, and I will restore to you. The years that the locust hath eaten, the cankerworm and the caterpillar and the palmer worm, my great army which I sent among you, and ye shall eat in plenty and be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord your God that hath dealt with you wondrously, dealt wondrously with you, and my people shall never be ashamed. What a wonderful promise. Now we understand in the setting, uh, the people have not obeyed or disobeyed God. And so as a result, they're experiencing a curse. And the insects are eating up the crops, devouring uh, their living and their livelihood. So eventually that could just destroy their lives as well. And so God wants to restore If a person has disobeyed, God is a forgiving God, is a restoring God, and he will restore a person who acknowledges their sin and uh, who repents of sin, and God says that he will restore. Well, then, of course, in some cases, as in the life of Job, he was a righteous man, but Satan still got interest and accessed his life and brought destruction to his life, but God restored. I said, but God restored. So it's not always that a person is in disobedience uh, uh, when you see or they experience uh, some kind of destruction in their life. Sometimes the devil just attacks them. And uh, sometimes because they are obeying and they are uh, faithful to God, the devil wants to see if he can stop them. Uh, But either way, if uh, you have sinned, of course, thank God the Holy Spirit can help you to recognize it, repent of it. And he can and will restore. Or if you haven't sinned, God can and will restore. And the emphasis in this verse is that God said, I will restore. So no matter what brokenness or what destruction you have experienced in your life, you have a God who is your father and he declares that he will restore. Not only that he can, but that he will and so the definition of uh, the, word res- uh, the word restore, uh, actually, uh, Webster says it this way, to bring back or to or put back into the former or original state, to renew. To bring back to or put back into the former or original state or to renew. In other words, God can restore you back to your original state or original condition or original. When we say original, in the light of redemption, original state would be in the likeness of Jesus. Amen. Because in the fall of man, sin brought destruction. All kinds of destruction came to the human race as a result of Adam's sin and disobedience. But Jesus brought redemption, and Jesus brought reconciliation, and Jesus brought restoration to our lives. And so Jesus Christ is actually the way that we are restored. 
And we're restored spiritually into the same image of Christ. And then God not only restores our spirit, our inner man, but he also makes us a new creature in Christ. Old things are passed away and all things have become new. He uh, actually restores us to the original intent. God's original intent was that we would be created in the likeness and in the image of God. So he restored us to that original state or condition. But then as a Christian, one who has been born again, who is created in your spirit in the image of God, in the likeness of God, he says, now I need to restore your soul. And so we have the psalmist's words in Psalm 23, uh, he, the Lord, my shepherd, restores my what? Soul. My mind, my will, and my emotions uh, to its original state or original intent. God wants your soul restored. Amen. He wants to restore your health. Psalm 30, verse 17 says, I will restore health unto thee, and I will heal thee of your wounds. I will restore health. So God restores your health. He restores your soul. He restores your spirit. He renews every part of your being. Not only does he restore your person, who you are, and your soul, and your body, but he also restores your relationships, and restores your family, and restores things and goods, because uh, he wants to put back into the original state everything that has been lost in your life. And then another definition, to put again in possession of something. So God will restore your possessions, anything that has been lost in your life, anything that the devil has eaten up in your life, whether it's land or whether it's a house or whether it's a car or whether it's other things in your life, God will restore. I said God will restore. So anything that has been stolen, destroyed, taken away, God says if you catch a thief in the Proverbs, it says if you catch a thief, he has to restore it sevenfold. So, uh, you know, the devil is a thief. He came to steal, kill, and to destroy. And so God is a restorer of all things. Whatever has been lost in your life, God says, I will restore. And he makes that declaration to you. And I would say you need to add your amen of faith and add your voice of faith to what God said concerning your life. Whatever the devil has stolen from you, robbed from you, taken from you, whether your spirit, your soul, your body, your emotions, your mind, your relationships, your family, God declares, I will restore. And if we agree with God, then we say, God will restore. Whatever's been lost, it's coming back. Hallelujah. Whatever's been stolen, it's coming back. Whatever's has been destroyed by the enemy, the adversary of my life, it's coming back. Hallelujah. Now let's go, if you will, to Leviticus. We're going to go to Leviticus chapter 25. But before you get there, I, I need to work with verse 26 first. And you shall eat in plenty and be satisfied. And praise the name of the Lord your God. And you're going to eat in plenty, be satisfied, and praise the name of the Lord your God. In other words, praise is going to come out of your mouth. 
Uh, you're going to give praise to God, and it's going to be a testimony of the goodness and the grace of God and the restoration power of God, how God can restore a life that is broken, destroyed, and taken from, uh, devoured. Thank God, no matter what the devil has done, God said, I will restore so that praise is in your mouth, and you'll say, God has dealt wondrously with me. And he said, and my people shall never be, what, ashamed. In other words, God's going to restore, it says, the years. God's going to restore the what? The years. So God can advance you. In other words, years have eaten up things, relationships. Years have eaten up. Come on. Years are already gone, but God said, I'll restore years. In other words, God can so speed up your restoration process that God can advance you so suddenly and quickly. God can advance you in ways that only God can do. Only God can redeem the time. God can put you up in a place where you would have been 30 years ago, 20 years ago, 10 years ago, God will advance you because he has brought redemption, reconciliation, and now restoration so that you don't even regret all the years that you've lost and the time that you lost and the stuff that happened in your life. God just advances you so quickly and so speedily. You say, only God could make life this way. I'm like those that dream. Only God could bring my life so to this point of restoration that it's just like it didn't even happen. God has so restored my soul that I'm no longer broken, and God has advanced me to a place of blessing in my life that I'm enjoying the best will of God. I could have been enjoying it, but that's already gone, and I'm enjoying life like it never happened. Praise God. Somebody... Somebody ought to believe God in this place. God is an amazing God who can restore your life. He restores in ways that man cannot restore. He restores as deeply as the restoration needs to happen in your soul. He can restore you in the deepest part of your life. And he can restore the farthest point of your life. And you would know what is the breadth, the length, the depth, and the height of the love of Christ. It passes all knowledge, surpasses natural understanding. It's amazing grace. Somebody say amazing grace. Amazing grace. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So in Leviticus 25, Leviticus 25, and thou shalt number the Sabbaths of years unto thee seven times, seven years. And the space of the seventh Sabbaths of years shall be unto thee forty and nine years. And then 
Shalt thou cause a trumpet of jubilee to sound on the tenth day of the seventh month. In the day of atonement shall you make the trumpet sound throughout all your land. So the trumpet will sound on the day of atonement. What did he say in the tenth day of the seventh month? In other words, in the 50th year, God brings about a reconciliation, restoration. And in verse 10, and you shall hallow the 50th year and proclaim liberty throughout all the land unto all the inhabitants, all the land unto all the inhabitants. So no one is left out. And all the inhabitants thereof, and ye shall, it shall be a jubilee unto you. And you shall return every man unto his possession. And you shall bring, and you shall return every man unto his family. So here God is telling us that in this day of atonement, which is a type of the Lord Jesus Christ shedding his blood, giving his life, atoning for our sins, paying the full penalty and price so that you and I could be redeemed, you and I could be reconciled, you and I could be restored. So he said, on the day of atonement, you're going to blow the trumpet, which is a declaration that Jubilee is here. It's It's an announcement that Jubilee is here which declares to the whole society, the children of Israel would hear, that there is a day where I am delivered, I am restored, and my possessions that I may have lost 40 years ago, my possessions that I may have lost 30 years ago, 20 years ago, 10 years ago, 5 years ago, 1 year ago, God restores the years That the locust and the caterpillar and the palmer worm, all of the things the devil would consume in your life and take advantage of your life, and whether in your soul, in your mind, your emotions, or whether your body, or whether in your family. He said, now also your family would be restored in all of those years. He said, maybe 40 years ago, 30 years ago, 20 years ago, 10 years ago, 5 years ago, 1 year ago, 6 months ago. God says, I will restore because in the year of Jubilee, in that day of atonement, it is a declaration that whatever you've lost in the way of land, or whatever you lost in the house, or, or in a car in your day, of course, and whatever you have lost, whatever has been destroyed or consumed, a relationship that has been destroyed, a family relationship that has been destroyed, God says, I will restore the years that the locusts and the caterpillar. He said, if it was 40 years ago, 30 years ago, 20 years ago, God will restore as though it has never happened, never been that way. God said, I'm going to restore your life and you will be 
be restored to your family. You will be restored to your possessions. Your possessions will come out, come back into your hand. You know the devil, he likes to claim your land. He likes to claim your house. He likes to claim your car, claim stuff. And he wants to repossess. And I say, I am a possessor. You are a possessor. God says the land, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. The gold and the silver and the cattle on the thousand hills belong to God. It all belongs to him. He's the creator of the heavens and the earth. It belongs to God. And the devil wants to claim it all. But you need to say, no, it belongs to me. The earth is the Lord's and he's given it to the children of men. And it belongs to me. If you lost the house, it's coming back. Hallelujah. And it's going to be better than it was. If you lost something in your life, it's coming back. And it's going to be better than it was. God is the one who restores all things and he makes all things well. It is well not only with your soul, it's well in your house as well. Come on, in your in your life, it's well in your body. It's well. It is well. Because God has restored. Thank you, Jesus. It may not be fully done yet, but it's here. Hey, the Jubilee year is here because Jesus is our Jubilee. It is an atonement day. It is a day of redemption. It is a day of reconciliation. It is a day that God restores all things to the original intent. (laughs) To bring back into possession. To restore it to the original. Somebody say God is good. God is of the nature that he finishes what he started. I say God is of the nature that he finishes what he started. If he started it, he'll also finish it. What he said, he'll also do. What he's promised, he will perform. And God has made a declaration. He said, I will restore. And if God says, I will restore, you need to say, God will restore. If God says, I will restore health unto you, you need to say, God will restore health unto me. If God says, I will restore your soul, you need to say, God restores my soul. In other words, you need to have a trumpet blast. You need to have a voice of faith at the house. You need to have a voice of faith in the yard. You need to have a voice of faith on the job. You need to have a voice of faith in the car. You need to say, I believe God will restore. You need to say, the Lord restores my soul. So any broken down place in your life, God declares restoration. It's a new day. I said, it's a new day. It's a day of restoration in your life. Hallelujah. The Lord is good. Somebody say, the Lord is good. And his mercy endures forever. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. All right, go with me to the New Testament. We're going to look at 
the book of Luke, chapter 4. And verse 16. And he, Jesus, is understood in context. Jesus came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. In other words, that's where he grew as a child. He lived in Nazareth. That's why they called him Jesus of Nazareth. That wasn't his last name. So he returned to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, and as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day, and he stood up for to read. Jesus shows up at the synagogue, stands up to read, and there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah, or Isaiah. and when he had opened the book, he found the place where it is written, or it was written. So Jesus knew the passage. Jesus opened the book, found the place where it was written. This is destiny happening. He found the place where it was written. And he began to read. It's Isaiah 61. And this is a quote. Jesus began to read from the scripture. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. Think about it. This is Jesus, the Son of God, standing up in the synagogue. And he said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Preach the gospel. Preaching inspires. Teaching informs. But sometimes you need some preaching to inspire your information. So he preached the gospel. We know Jesus taught in the synagogues, in every city, in every village, preaching and teaching. But it says here that he preached the gospel. The Spirit of God is on me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, recovering of sight to the blind. To set at liberty them that are bruised. What does that sound like? Sounds like restoration in every phrase. He's anointed me. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, he said. To preach the gospel to who? The poor. So that the poor can hear there is a message of deliverance. You don't have to remain poor and be broke any longer. Amen. Loving people. To lift them to a place of blessing in their life. They don't have to remain in the same condition. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, those who've been brokenhearted in their life. You know, a broken spirit dries the bones, the scripture said. But a merry heart, what's a merry heart? It heals. So, a broken heart, God can restore a brokenhearted person to preach deliverance to the captives, which means you're no longer a captive. The prison doors are open. Restoration in your life. 
Whatever prison you've been bound by, it's not just bars downtown or in the prison, the local prison. No, it's many times prisons of their mind or prisons in their flesh and prisons that many times other people are not even aware of, but they're living in that prison. But God wants to open those prison doors no matter how bound it seems that you may be. Thank God there's an open place and liberty that God declares to you and me. He says, recovering of sight to the blind. Not too long ago, a gentleman in our church, uh, he went blind. His eyes, he no longer could see, but God has restored him. I say, God has restored him. Recovering of sight to the blind, whether spiritual blindness or physical blindness. He said, to set at liberty them that are bruised. Because the devil leaves people bruised, brokenhearted, captive. But God says, I will restore. And then the next verse says, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. The acceptable year of the Lord that is referenced here is actually a reference to the year of Jubilee. So here's Jesus standing up in the synagogue. He's reading from the prophet Isaiah. He's reading a prophetic scripture regarding himself. And he's reading it out loud. And he is basically saying, it has arrived. Because he is that Jubilee. To preach the acceptable year of the Lord. So here Jesus is the atonement for our sin. Jesus is the redeemer of the human race. Jesus is the one who reconciles us from sin and reconciles us back to God. Jesus is the one that restores us. And now he is making a declaration, I'm here. He is the one that restores your life. No matter how broken, how bruised, no matter how dark, how blind, no matter how much captivity you're in, no matter what your past has been, your future can be a year of jubilee. Hallelujah. It can be a time of freedom, of liberty, preach deliverance to the captives, praise God, liberty to those that are bound and bruised. Thank God there is absolute restoration in Christ Jesus, and he is our jubilee. Praise God. So the type was found there of the, in the Day of Atonement. But here, the real thing, the actual thing that was uh, being communicated in type is now here. It has arrived. Jesus is standing right before them reading the prophet Isaiah's words. And he's speaking as if it has now occurred. What did they do? It says in verse 22, And all bare him witness and wondered at the gracious words which proceeded out of his mouth. And they said, Is not this Joseph's son? In other words, who does he say he is? Is not this Joseph's son? Sometimes people identify Jesus as just Joseph's son. 
He was more than Joseph's son. He was the son of God. He was God manifest in the flesh. He was a redeemer. He was a reconciler. He was a go-between. He was a mediator. He was a redeemer of all humanity. He is a redeemer. He is a reconciler. And he is a restorer. And so God in Christ. Now they got so mad they went out to try to push him off the cliff of the hill there. They wanted to push him off and kill him because of his words that he just read. He just read. And then he said, this day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. When they heard that, oh my, this is a different kind of message. I haven't heard one like this recently. Verse 21, this day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. So he is declaring a year of jubilee. So when we preach the gospel, when we proclaim the gospel, we teach the word of God about Jesus, and we point to him. He is the center, and he is the circumference of the gospel. He is the picture of our redemption. He is the one that redeemed us through his death, his burial, his resurrection, his shed blood, giving of his life, and being raised from the dead. He's the one that has reconciled us, redeemed us, and now is in the process of restoring us fully to the original state, the original condition, and bringing us back to where we were supposed to be all the time. Praise God. And God's making up for the time lost, whether 30 years or 20 years or 10 years or 5 years or 1 year. It doesn't matter what has been. What matters is what he has done. And thank God for the blood of Jesus Christ and what Jesus did for you and for me was reconciled us, redeem us, and now restore Restore us, and he restores the years that are lost. <laughs> and the things that have been lost, and it was all at one cost. It was at the cost of the blood of Jesus Christ himself. He is the redeemer of our life, and he restores no matter what brokenness you have experienced, what loss you have experienced, what destruction you have experienced. Those days are coming to an end. Hallelujah. Because there is a a year of jubilee. There is a day of atonement. And Jesus has atoned for our sins. And he is our jubilee. And he is our jubilee every day of every year. If we dare to believe and agree with God, Jesus is my jubilee. He is my freedom. So my kids are coming back. Hallelujah. My parents are coming back. My relationships are being restored. And everything. Thing the devil has destroyed it's going to be a thing of the past and it will not last hallelujah because God is a restoring God and he restores me completely totally holy fulfilling the will of God so that I will praise the Lord hallelujah for his goodness and his mercy and he has redeemed my soul and he has made me whole Look what the Lord has done. So your life is an absolute testimony to the goodness of God. So I'm encouraging you today, make a declaration and say, Jesus is my jubilee. Jesus is my deliverance. He's my healing. He's my reconciliation, restoration. He's my wholeness. He's my soundness. He's my healer. Hallelujah. He's my joy. He's my peace. The Lord will restore whatever has been lost. 
He will restore unto you the joy of your salvation. He'll make all things new so that others look at you and say, I didn't know that happened to you. I didn't know that happened here and there. I didn't know your life was such a, a, a wreck, but thank God, hallelujah, it's been put back together again. All things are new. You look like a brand new person coming out. Glory to God, a new creation in Christ, a restored life that is a testimony to the grace and the love of God and the blood of Jesus and the name of Jesus has made you new. Something about God's grace does things that nobody else in this world can do. You are a testimony to God's amazing grace.